you are visible and you are invisible. There is a part to everyone that exists that we can see. We can see so much of each other when we look. We are visible. We have bodies. We are visible. But we're also invisible. There is a part of us that we will not see till heaven that, that we can't even perceive with our physical eyes. But it's just as important a part of us as what we can see. That soul that's inside of us is what animates us. It's what makes us individuals. It's what gives us our personality. It's the part of us that is invisible. You and I, we are visible and we are invisible. And in the world we live in, it's all about the visible, isn't it? We know what our bodies want. Uh, if you're like me, no one has to tell me when I'm hungry, yeah? And no one has to say, boy, uh, you, you, you're hurting, because you know when your body is hurting. And this has been the constant theme of humans from the beginning of time. Our bodies are so loud and our souls are so quiet that we can express extremely clearly any body pain we feel, but in the meantime, our souls can be dying and we just move on with our lives. Prayer is how the soul breathes. Prayer is how our soul, that invisible part of us, becomes more like God. You are visible and you are invisible. And that's why in the Eucharist, Jesus comes to us in a form that is visible and invisible. It starts with a little piece of unleavened bread. Yeah, it's just a piece of bread. There's a ton of them. They're rather cheap. It's ubiquitous, it's easy to get. There is a ton. If you go in that back room, please don't. Uh, got a ton of this. It's barely a rounding error in our budget, yeah? It's not that important right now, but it's gonna be. And in just a few minutes, We'll place it on the altar. We're going to say to God, here's some bread. We got bread. That's it. That's what we got. We can't give you anything mighty because you are mighty. We can give you nothing that you don't have. So we're going to give you what you gave us. You gave us bread. We're going to give it back to you. And then he's going to change it. And the visible will stay the exact same. It'll look just like this. But the invisible, the thing that makes it bread, will turn into God. And if we do nothing else the rest of our lives, we've just done the most important thing we'll ever do. We got to be there when God took something very unimportant 
and turned it into the most important thing of all. But he doesn't stop there. He gives it back. He gives it back. He gives it back to us. We gave him bread. He gives us himself back. And it feeds the physical part of us, the visible. And it feeds the invisible part of us, our souls. Physical to physical, invisible to invisible. It gets fat. This is the heart of tonight's celebration. That right before his best friends ran out on him and abandoned him. And he knew what was going to happen. He told them. Right before one of his friends headed off to sell him for 30 pieces of silver. Right before he was going to let us tear him to pieces in front of his mom. He said, I'm going to give you the best gift I got. I'm going to give you me. And he did that night. He gave it to the disciples, who then gave it to their disciples, who then gave it to their disciples. And 2,000 years later, we're on the receiving end of it all. What I'll ask of us tonight is to be really, really grateful and really, really aware because what's physical is very loud. What is visible is loud. What is invisible is so quiet that we gotta be still to hear it. And if we pray, if we love, and our soul can breathe, and it can talk a little louder, and we can hear it a little better, and we get a deeper and deeper sense every time we receive of how insanely generous our God is. That while we hated him, he loved us and gave us himself. This is the heart of Catholicism. It's the heart of the priesthood. They told us this over and over at seminary. If you're becoming a priest to help people, you should leave. Right? Be a social worker. They really help people. They're a great blessing to our society. But if you're going to become a priest, become one because of the Eucharist. Become what you receive. And so today, I'm so grateful to Jesus that he lets me be a priest. I don't know what's wrong with him, but I'm grateful. And I remember those crazy days at the beginning of seminary when I thought I was making such a noble sacrifice. Oh, look at what I'm doing. I'm going to be a priest. I'm not going to have a family. But this is what Jesus is calling me to. And I, I thought it was quite impressive of me. And then I realized what the priesthood was and is. And I thought I should never hold him in my hands. I shouldn't be allowed to touch him. It would be enough for me the rest of my life if Jesus just let me look at him. But he doesn't go by our standards, praise God. And so he lets us receive him while we're a train wreck. He lets us give him while we're broken. 
all predicated on this trust that what God says is true. And when he says, I change that bread into myself, we believe him. It's visible, it looks the same. But what's invisible is an unparalleled, unspeakable generosity and beauty and love. You are so loved by God. You are so treasured by God that he gave you himself. St. John Vianney said if he had a better gift, he'd have given us that. But he has no better gift than himself. And not just himself, but himself in a way we can handle. We know bread. So that's how he does it. And if it seems a lowly thing to our God to do, it's because it is. And he backed it up by washing the feet of his disciples. I want you to think about this. God washed feet. God washed feet. And if God is this generous to us, how could we be anything but that with each other? And if God will wash feet, how can we do anything except say, I will serve? She say those, those beautiful words our blessed mother said when the angel came to her and, and we translate it, uh, I'll do what the Lord said, I'm the Lord's servant. What she said in Hebrew was hineni, right? Hineni means look at me, I'm in. Put me in coach. And that was her response. And let it be ours. To not see this as a burden because our bodies are loud and we're choking our own souls to death. But to actually let our souls speak to us and say, I am craving that Eucharist in a way you can't fathom. Let your soul talk. Let it speak. You are visible. And you are invisible. And the Eucharist feeds both. And may the Eucharist we receive tonight fill us with gratitude, with ridiculous joy, and with the ability and the desire to hear our souls crying out for love, crying out for us to open our eyes and really see what's true, what's beautiful, and what's right. We do this enough, and in the same way that this little piece of insignificant bread is going to become something of unparalleled worth, so are you. That the more we receive him, the more we become like him. And we are transformed. Gratitude is the key to it all. Letting God feed our souls, that's a key for us personally. Gratitude that the faith has been passed down through such a broken church by such broken people because God really doesn't have another option. Tonight, we thank the Lord for the priesthood. We thank the Lord for the Eucharist. And we promise him that in thanksgiving, we will imitate both as best we can. Amen? Amen. Okay.